1: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Tilford, joined by Jules Gill. Hello, everyone. And Nash Millman. Hello. It's a whole new year, people. Woo. New Year's resolution, New Year energy is in all directions, and we've gathered you together because basically we thought that we would have a, a general banter on the whole idea of New Year's resolutions mm. and apply that to the gaming industry. Yes. Because if there's anything that needs uh, upending, it might be the, the New Year, might be the, the thing with the with what? the games. <laughs> well, well, well 20, 2019, 2019
2: yes. was a very, very... Interesting year for the video game right. industry. Mm. It wasn't as bad as potentially maybe 2018, but still there was a lot of sort of like weird slides mm. and manoeuvres that it made as it tried to retroactively change everything from the previous year. Yes. Yeah. And now at 2020 in January, with everyone else making New Year's resolutions, yeah. we should probably ask that of the people who we give a ton of money
1: yes. to all <laughs> Please, the time. Please
3: change. First,
2: up, did did you guys make
1: any New Year's resolutions? Usually, I don't bother, but I I felt it this year, and oh, I've, yes. got, I've got I've got a ring fit. What are you? So uh, I've you... I've been ring fitting like every day.
3: Ring Fit is your New Year's resolution. Yes, yeah, you work out. 365 yeah. days really
1: good. It's really good. It's like a Pilates ring and you squeeze yeah. it and then it counts your calories and it measures your heartbeat.
3: You know what? It's really good. I had a little sample of it and it was very fun. Yeah, the it, ring it fit adventure. knackers you as well. Yeah, headline I mean, I'm very un-
2: headline of the Tine and Weird Daily. <laughs> uh, man dies if Ring Fit over Man over Pilates
1: himself. Um, ring yeah.
3: Fit found in the Tine. It's been yeah. thrown out the window. Just <laughs> <It's>
2: like, <laughs> um, You could Frisbee that thing pretty well. My New Year's resolution is really sick. Sad. Okay, oh, no. my news resolution is by the end of the year to be living with my girlfriend in Wales. How, why is that sad? Because of the Aww. fact it all would mean saying goodbye to you, people. yeah, yeah. But, that, but, but there's a little side <laughs> to that. Oh. <laughs> 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 it's like t- many tonal oh. changes there. If this
1: was the first we were hearing of this, maybe it would be more sad. But I'm going to choose to focus first on the, the positive hearing of it. It's true. I'll focus on the positives. Yeah. Then yeah. you
3: would be living with your lovely little girlfriend, lovely little girlfriend. And lovely little 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 girlfriend. Yeah. yeah, you can nip that in the bud in 2020. Yeah.
2: <laughs> talking about toxic <laughs> how's that toxic no, we joking that is lovable just, that is lovable when it comes from you what is uh, it oh, little what it's just okay for the people who don't understand there's a lovely <laughs> lovely 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 boy in here called James Dows who we take the mick out of every single day I don't I don't at all you're talking about toxic behaviour
1: you're in yourselves as the most toxic I, not, people I'm around. I'm not
3: involved in this. Uh, Surrounded by two three-eyed fish. So right now. I tell
2: you what, a 2020 start to the uh, to a podcast. You couldn't ask for better than this. There's a lot of energy in this room. Oh. Let's scoop it up and put it in the furnace, boys. Oh. Let's go. I,
3: I didn't have any New Year's resolutions, but the one that I was thinking I stop would being do. being toxic for one, carry on. What? Oh! Whoa! Saying. I uh, my one thing that I wanted to do it wasn't really you know it's <laughs> <laughs> get my speech together and uh, I wanted to start um I wanted to just start martial arts is what I wanted this to do this year. <laughs> oh man! Arts. I was ready to get some like fists of fury going. You've
2: got yeah. some expat karate moves Yeah, going I actually want to learn it. I
3: want to do like kickboxing. Like I don't. don't know. I just want to kick people. Um, we
2: tie? Yeah. There's classes up at the gym that we go to there that go actually to? they do um, boxer size. So that might be awesome. a good start. Well,
3: there we go. So w- when you see me in a week, I'll be really kicking the living hell That's out yeah, of everything. But, that, but that
2: worries me because That's Ash, like that. this is the thing. I say this from the heart.
1: You can tell you guys you have are, just come
2: back. You, <laughs> are a, you, are a, you are a, you are a, you are a lovely, lovely woman. You're very kind, very generous. A little lady. little lady. But, 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 but you're, not deli- you're not delicate. Oh, I have a delicate you, flower, I'll have you know. If, well. if there was a word to describe you, it would be clumpy. Wow. So, so you wow. you putting power behind those ham fists that you've got <laughs> probably would actually be quite deadly. Like hitting people with a giant
1: I'll fish. I'll take it, I'll take it. You know. Anyway, we were going to talk about a fish. game, like a giant fish. <laughs> if you were getting slapped with a fish, that's a full Is that on. My
3: fish? Yeah. Yeah. Fish, <laughs> <laughs> fish?
1: Fish fists. Fish fist. Fish Yeah, we Yeah, uh, we did have a plan for this, but I mean, Let's <laughs> talk about fish fists for the next twenty-five minutes. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, gaming resolutions. We thought we'd see what uh, the industry should try and do to overhaul itself. Because <laughs> there's like, uh, don't do a Max Payne face at me, Jules. Hey,
3: speaking of gaming, do you remember yes. Fishty cuffs on Club Penguin? No, no. We what just, the hell's Club we, Penguin? Oh, oh man. You
1: did not play
2: Club Penguin. You're no, the same no, age as me. I, I, d- I didn't play it, but I know it. I know about what it is. It. I'm yeah, doing the yeah. thing.
1: But you, you and Ewan play <laughs> it. Yeah, because
3: we are young and Because you're like three and, years old. And virile, but we've played some bit With fish, and you just slap each other with the fish wins, But that, that fishty cuffs, I just. I thought it would be a funny joke because yeah. <laughs> it, 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 <laughs> it is funny. It Thank is funny. It is funny. It's definitely just, funny just when
1: you've got to clarify that it's funny. That's how you know that it's definitely funny. I'm sure the comments <laughs> will let us know whether they want more banterful podcasts in the future. Chances are they will, but we'll see. Anyway, for the third time, <laughs> let's talk about what the gaming industry can do to uh, resolve itself in 2020. Yeah. And um, then we threw different things into a master list that I'm going to sort of read from. One of yours, Jules, one of your suggestions was not altering content after a game has come out, after the right. review period.
2: I have a huge problem with this because it actually changed my opinion on Crash Team Racing. Mm. Like, you and I were so excited for that game, and you as well, actually, because you played yeah. it like a lot in the no, past Oh I like Crash. Well.
3: I remember seeing all the pictures you guys sent of very sad Crash. Oh, yeah, yeah. Very that was sad Crash. Was. crash
2: at the launch event and, uh, yeah. and we went to the launch event uh, like Activision like kindly sent us down there and we played the game it was fantastic it was yeah. everything we wanted it to be because it was so honest to its own roots mm-hmm. and then when they said oh we're going to be um, supporting the game with DLC further down the line which you can unlock by racing earning the coins and doing that we were a bit like skeptical but mm-hmm. once we saw it in practice we were like that actually works mm-hmm. because you're on and the tour mode like actually was a good idea in principle but then after the review period stopped they started putting in much more they change the way that the shop works. They Mm. change the reward system that you get. They change the progression for all of that stuff. And you sit there just going, my review of this game is not reflective of the game that is out there Mm -hmm. and it makes a huge disparage between the uh, gaming public the journalists that report on it and the developers themselves Mm. and that is a symbiotic relationship that needs to be like it needs to be um, like as fair as possible like I get annoyed when people like Bethesda and I will name drop them specifically say that we won't get games until launch day because Mm. it shows that they're trying to hide something from the public Mm -hmm. that's what it implies Mm. but I hate it when there's this sort of like broken relationship between us like okay I'm going to say that this game is good three months down the line say you pick up the game Mm -hmm. uh, based on the review that I've done Mm -hmm. then it's not the game that you that I've Talked about, and you yeah. go well. That's crap, and you're wrong, mm-hmm. and I don't trust your reviews anymore. I think
1: like it's like obviously like some of the one of the best things that came out of having like you know broadband connections left, right, and centre is the ability to patch stuff and make mm. it better. But I think that yeah, microtransaction stuff like there's some really egregious examples like uh, Metal Gear 5's mother base stuff got altered so that if you wanted yeah. to continue uh, managing the base that you had in the single yeah. player, you had to start paying for it. Uh, Black Ops Four had a storefront put in after the fact. Modern Warfare had one mm-hmm, too. Mm-hmm. Um, the I I, have a, I agree with you on that. I think that like yeah, like it, it's just it feels really disingenuous. Like yeah. you know, people have paid full price for a thing, and then you get kind of nickled and dimed after the fact.
3: It's like Fallout like seventy six. That yes. whole that, that whole mess that was for like seventy six. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like where it could have come out a much better state, and then it just and lo- all the drips and drops of it were different to what it actually came out mm-hmm. as. And when it came out, it's taken ages to get it built up. Elder Scrolls Online as well, when that was first. Oh yeah, like took yeah. ages together. I think this is a different problem I'm talking about, where things need to come out in a working state, which I know we'll talk about. Yeah. Later. Yes, I've got as a separate. But one. Um, yeah, just I think having things come out like. As you promised, they're going to be. You just mm. want the game as is, don't mm-hmm. you? anything else?
2: I feel mm-hmm. like it's like uh, it's so weird to see publishers not treat the relationship they mm. have with us as like video game journalists uh, with respect because it's a case of like they don't seem to realise that they need us. Like I, I know that a game will sell pretty well um, because a fan base will be aware of it if they're following the game, but people like us, IGN, Gamespot, and all the other ones, they. Provide free coverage of those games. They push it out to millions and millions of people who will potentially buy it. So, why make the audience question their relationship with those media outlets by changing well, the game that they provide? Yeah. It means that we have now theoretically have to do your written review, your uh, video review, and you need to do a six months down the line re review of it or even a year mm-hmm. down the line. And that's just you're altering what it is what games is it's more
3: content it, it is, is more content, more jok- content. Like,
2: like joking aside like yeah we <laughs> yeah. will be able to like get stuff out of it but it's just it's, it's My doesn't thing, feel right
1: no I think that I mean we'll, we'll talk about like rushing games to market as like mm. a separate thing but I think that idea of like fundamentally upending like a progression system or making it so that you have to pay for something that you were getting for free mm. that's something that you can totally zero in on and be like that needs to stop like either you need to like be upfront about offering uh, you know saying what you're offering on launch day and so people need to know what they're buying into mm. um, and know that like yeah you've had fun with the for a good few weeks. Oh, by the way, now you need to pay 50 pence or a pound or whatever to now speed this timer up or unlock this yeah. thing that was there before. That would be the thing that I think genuinely
2: sucks. It doesn't happen in any other product. Right. Why should we allow it to be? Why should other we than tolerate? Cats, cats got patched. Cats the movie. Yes, right. Cats the movie um, did get patched. I, yeah. I thought you meant cats as in the actual animal. I was yeah. like, I don't know what you're doing Daryl to your animals. They're always getting updates. Yeah. yeah, they're just never well, good enough. Well, I, I'm I'm unaware of this. <laughs> oh, happened?
3: Cats basically came out and there was some CGI problems where Judy Dench still had human hands while she was a cat, <laughs> so they had to patch it so she had cat hands afterwards, and that's yeah. how you could tell the the difference. But it's the first the movie
1: to get patched, which yeah. which is a horrifying precedent because I guarantee they'll start no, doing that. There must, there must there th- be loads. Does
3: the The Shining had like an ending cut out of it and all sorts like this thing. Like Digitally
1: updated though.
3: No. It, it basically he Kubrick sent it all out to all of the cinemas uh, the and then cut out
2: and burn it,
1: didn't yeah yeah,
3: he really? was like cut it out and send it back to me so, like, oh, so yeah. I can get rid of it so like it went out and then I don't know if it managed to screen but like it got patched before yeah. it oh, actually yeah. there's, was there's, released properly
1: yeah there's been alterations to movies before I just I, what I mean is I think it'll set I think it sets a horrifying precedent for the idea of digitally patching yeah. movies because then you can be like well we changed the ending or we changed the scene mm. go watch it again or whatever um, yeah. but anyway yeah in terms of uh, to zero in on a specific thing I think the idea of publishers or developers um, mm. altering progression loops by and reducing monetary elements post-launch, that sucks. That's yeah, the thing yeah. that needs to just go away and shouldn't have even become a thing in the first place.
2: If they want to do stuff like that, it should be huge announcements and done as a, like an optional DLC mm. or something like that. If you're going to make huge changes to your games, like this is why games as service is great in practice, but it has a huge problem in the fact that it's a malleable state that constantly keeps changing. When before, it used to be like Red Dead uh, Revolver 1, uh, Red Dead Redemption 1 is probably a good example because it's like base game, and then standalone DLCs come out for and they support and expand, but you choose what level you want to play on, you Mm -hmm. choose what style. Like games now are just sort of like blobbed together, and it's like, now nah, we're going to tweak this bit here, and that's going to affect this bit here. But I liked how it was before. Mm-hmm. Why are you changing it? Like, and yeah, and, and I've like, no, no say of it. You're, you are saying that my opinion doesn't matter after Ooh. I've given you money. There's mm-hmm. a
3: whole thing with art and artists, though. Isn't it about mm. how they want like something to come out and be received because it's their product and they should make it how they want? And like, we shouldn't be like, oh, we need it like this or sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. But um, th- th- that's just two sides of the same coin. Yeah, I yeah. I,
1: that, that's totally valid. If, for me, that would be totally valid if it was something other than a monetary loop. Yeah, oh, like,
3: 100%. Yeah. Yeah. The monetary side of it is different. It's just if mm-hmm. it's, I guess, if they're changing graphics or adding things in or taking things out, that are just no control over. Yeah. I think uh, they should have a, a sort of level of free reign over being able to adapt their game, but not to a point where they're just trying to like milk the cash cow mm-hmm, yeah.
1: for it. Well, we, we might as well segue into like the idea of rushing games to market because, like, you know, you mentioned WWE yeah. 2K20. Like, there's mm-hmm. so many games, and this generation made it worse than ever. Where games do, as soon as it's in like a beta state, it's out there full price. Like, let's cash in on this as soon as possible. Um, and that'll like 100% comes from the publishers. It's very mm-hmm. rare that that'll come from 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 a creative side somebody who's actually coding the thing if anything they'll be asking for more time Um, but then things just get put out because we might as well cash in as soon as possible
2: like we've said this many many times I don't think that there's a single developer out there who wants to put out a game in a broken state because it is their credibility and their job potentially that could be on the line Mm -hmm. it is always going to be the publishers or the license holders that force things out before Mm -hmm. that they're ready but 2K especially has been in a really just bad position we've spoken (laughs) many times over the state of WWE 2K20 and how utterly broken. And it is now with the latest patches that have come out. They've yeah. broken even further. They've like, already
1: like given up on it at this point. Yeah, like, uh, staff are leaving in double digits. And it, and do you
2: know what that it reminds me of. Do you remember when um, Batman Arkham Knight came out mm. and there was a huge issue with PC yep. um, issue? Uh, I can't remember what the issue exactly was, but it was you genuinely would fall through the floor, Jules. Oh, there we go then. <laughs> a, a pretty big issue. It was utterly, utterly broken. And instead of patching it, Warner Brothers did the cost analysis mm. and said we're not going to make the money back from doing this patch. So leave it broken <laughs> that, like uh, utterly shambolic. but that happened with uh, Battlefield
1: 4 uh, where yeah. it was just like they, they couldn't fix it and then the the, the turnaround came that dice had to work on the next project mm. so they just left it and um, that was the case with um, the Master Chief collection as well it eventually did get fixed but it literally took I'm going to say five years mm. um, yeah maybe be five years maybe four I guess it was last year um, but still that game released broken it was broken in Halo and it was like what the hell are you guys doing 343 mm. um, three, had to move on to Halo 5 and then it was only after that when they eventually freed up enough time and money I guess to go back and just make
2: Halo work Again, <laughs> hasn't Halo, is ridiculous. Has Halo went onto PC or something like yep. very fairly recently? Did it's, it? It's
1: totally fine now, yeah. Totally, but it fine lived now. Two years. Uh, yeah.
2: Years like, yes. like, like we shouldn't allow that. Like, no. it's it's I know it's easy for us to sit here and be like, we'll just don't buy those games, but I know I too fall into the hype cycle of being like, okay, Battlefield 4 was rubbish, but Battlefield 5 might be great, sort of thing. Right. But it's just we have to remember that these people if they can't be bothered to fix something, that shouldn't Mm. inspire trust or or product stability. I don't know.
3: I feel like it's hard, isn't it? Because it's like you say, it's not these developers who are uh, are the problem. Mm. It's it's rushing things out for money. And there's such a demand on the game industry now. It's gotten so popular. It's grown so big. There's so many more people coming to it and expecting uh, different things and expecting them quickly. And they have to try and match the supply and demand cycle and things go wrong along the way. Like, as we know, stuff goes wrong along the way. You don't have to do your best to fix it. I think that's the, what we can ask for is that it does get fixed ideally not broken in the first well, place and given the time to do it that yeah. like crunch crunch Culture crunch, a,
1: culture, crunch that, culture. The thing with like um, with that though, like they they created that environment in the first place. Like mm. they were the ones who, you know, it's like they're the ones inflating the budgets. Like you know, well the, the graphics are the, the new best best thing. It's four K resolutions. So you yeah. need to put more time into this. Like you know, mm. they create an environment where it is the next big thing, and they're mm. the ones who choose when they show off the projects, so yeah. anyway, unless they get leaked. Yeah, but I mean, it's still, I think that it's they are their own worst enemies sometimes.
2: My best advice that I could probably give anyone listening to this would be if it's a uh, a yearly format game, if it's a serialized. Of a, of a franchise, don't pre-order it. Right, like literally that. Like it will save you so much money. Wait until it comes out, see what state it's in, and mm-hmm. then decide to purchase it. Don't just buy it because you are you buy it every year. That's not a good excuse. You shouldn't su- <laughs> you shouldn't support something if you don't know it's going to be there. Like I pr- only pre-order games now that are either. Like indie games that I've been following for a while, mm. or single games that are new IPs mm. that I have no experience of, and I think, okay, this is something I want to take a risk on, mm. but I don't want to give money to EA or Two K. <laughs> just continually you know,
3: give money to Bethesda every time they announce something new. I'm like, no, have it, have it, why not? Yeah. I'll reorder it. Go Got on your me. little
2: trash bag. Yeah, come on,
3: open up, like
2: <laughs> <laughs> Because it, like, I'm just saying, like, it never ever gets released yeah. uh, in the these annualized um, games. Do not ever release in a good state. Mm. Like, no, apart no. From maybe FIFA. Uh, I think that's probably the one. Uh, consistent he, one Assassin's
1: Creed had a good run. For for a while and then, yeah. and then imploded on itself with Unity but it's like yeah I mean that most most video games unless they're really severely reusing assets aren't made for an annual cycle mm-hmm. and something like WWE is like obviously had the big problem with the change in developers but even before then even when it was still uh use they've been going downhill for years mm-hmm. there hasn't been a genuinely great WWE game in like well this generation really and that
0: sucks a lot can happen in the next three years like a chatbot may be your new best friend but what won't change needing health insurance Yeah, it really sucks because they should I, be
2: pristine at this point yeah, as well. I like, I love wrestling games, like, I think that they Excellent. are. Yeah, I used to. Like, here comes the pain, um, know your role, like, uh, attitude. Mm-hmm. Back then, that was like the glory day, the heyday of like, like arcade y mm-hmm. sort of bashups. And even when they moved into the simulator stuff, they still had absolute gems. Like, WWE 2K12, I still maintain as a great game, right, and man. also, um, Smackdown versus Raw 2006 or whatever it was. Like, mm-hmm. great games, but it's just the further they've gone into this. Weird pseudo realistic. It's everything so it's slow. <laughs> and then and then yeah. they've got that counter with the over stylization of like the Brave Wire Carnival of Horrors and stuff I like do that. Stuff. that do you know what that is? It's like oh, the fiend. No. The, basically, like the, they've got the super
1: silly gone, stuff.
3: You've gone in the hole. I'm sorry. I'm ge- I'm <laughs> trying to get back
2: out again. It's just uh, just don't pre-order it.
1: Just don't, just don't pre-order 2K21. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. yeah. Basically, in that in that regard, I mean, that was one of the things that came out from an ex yukes uh, staffer talking about like their reaction to this game is already yeah. impacting next year because they don't have the staff and, and things like that. I mean, UKS have left the project now. Um, but Visual Concepts the NBA devs have stepped in but it seems
2: like uh, 2K aren't going to yield yeah. from a yearly release cycle so you'll just get more broken stuff next but year but they can't because the WWE have contractually got them like, exactly by as the well. gonads to just keep doing it <laughs> but like, um, do you remember what the name of that um, guy was who was the ex-developer oh god that, not specifically we did the video on we him we did the video on him I suggest just trawling back through our news things and trying to find it because um, this I, this I
3: suggest watching every video yeah yeah, every, yeah, 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 yeah yeah that would really help us out
1: Actually,
2: yeah, <laughs> re- the reason why is because he Thank actually you. went back to the games that he worked on and plays through all of the career modes and tells you how the creative decisions were made it's mm-hmm. actually genuinely really oh, interesting you yeah, yeah, yeah. put out the first one quite recently and it's it's actually really good to watch actually
1: very quick resolution that i didn't have written down but a good point is that i think the industry should show off more like we yeah. do so many yeah. making off docs in film and you get to you know the insight into how those ideas came to fruition very rarely you'll get that in gaming like mm-hmm. double fine did a really always like the, some of these things are so genuinely recommendable. Mm. Uh, Double Fine Adventure, which is like a twenty-part YouTube series with Tim Schafer breaking down exactly how they made Broken Age. Um, Sony do a few little uh, roundtable interviews with like Neil Druckmann and some mm-hmm. of their first-party mm-hmm. people, um, but they sort of like abandoned it. Uh, no clip as well. Daniel Dwyer's stuff, like yeah. he literally does like you know fan-funded documentaries on certain games and stuff. That should be something that comes alongside as many games as possible. I like think making of yeah. stuff.
3: It'll get there, won't it? Especially since I, I feel like. We haven't had good video game movies for a long time. We never really have. I think as soon, oh, as, soon as they you. Well, I mean. No, she's
1: definitely right. There, man. <laughs> have you not seen Doom Insurrection? Look, I or love it's Doom. I, I
3: love the <laughs> Doom movies, but um, I think we, we haven't had an amazing one. No. Um, and I think once we crack that, then the film and TV market becomes mm. like TV with The Witcher. That's yeah. a really, really good stepping stone for the industry to go, okay, we can branch into this and draw more people back this way and mm-hmm. show off all the wonderful things yeah. that it does on the inside-outside documentary mm-hmm. side. I think once it cracks the the film TV industry with a really good interesting engaging thing like The Witcher which you should all go and watch mm-hmm. uh, uh, should you should you go see it
2: this is another podcast it's this pretty, is another it's podcast pretty in the making. it's
3: pretty badass it's pretty I haven't, bad. watched, I
2: haven't watched a single one I'm wait, don't, ruin don't ruin it for me don't yes. ruin it for me Kevin Cavill's
1: really good in it okay. Okay. The don't, only don't ruin it it's really bad is it yeah
3: you've seen it ah. <laughs> I <laughs> like the game what? so much. I was just excited. To I know see it. that's what was my thing, and, so and so I was like, incredible. "Actually, this is really..." Yeah, wait, well, wait, wait! We'll no, no, no. Let's Let's talk about this after.
2: We of people I know said it's really
1: good. But lots of people I know said it's really good, but they're all wrong. Oh, so yeah. it's a Scott take. No,
3: I'm
2: Just
1: look at any any response to it online. It's very three star. It's so meh. We're also like dying to have something good after Game of Thrones that we're convincing ourselves this is good, and it's not.
3: Anyway, 2020, The Witcher. It's a really good stepping stone for the industry to to jump off and go. Okay, we can make series out of this. There's all this lore and source material that can be expanded upon, extrapolated upon and spun off from and done in a really good engaging way perhaps like The Witcher, I don't Maybe. know anymore, <laughs> yeah. um, then uh, then, uh, then I think that that'll be the time where we get more coming back from it. Because yeah, documentary, yeah. obviously, <clears throat> is. I feel like it's in cycles of what people are interested in sort of things. So yeah. As soon as you get gaming into the forefront, you'll get tons of them. Mm-hmm. The thing
2: is as well is that if you do that, you actually start to make something, which I think it could potentially be a side uh, New Year's resolution for the industry, is that making heroes of the people who make our games. Mm. Because we are so quick to bash the publishers and because they are faceless, it's very easy to tackle them. And when they do stand out and make mistakes like Todd Howard, it's very yeah. easy to have like a public figure to mock. Mm-hmm. But we need gaming heroes. We mm-hmm. need people to step up and do things right, the right way. Like Hideo Kojima, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. as much as Death Stranding has polarized people, he's clearly the right sort of person because he's uh, auteur, he's mm-hmm. out there, he's doing all, he's got so many friends in Hollywood. It's he's his, fr- he's,
3: his he's, friends. He's, he's, <laughs>
2: he's, he's, he's clearly a nice guy. Yeah. He's yeah. like a very hard-working individual. It's like we need more people like That who actually stand for something Mm. in the gaming industry and are able to move it forward because it's their visions that will pull the industry in new new directions. Mm -hmm. Like if we have somebody come out and say, "Hey, this isn't just going to be a military shooter covered in brown; it's going to be a military shooter with a message, aka like Spec Ops: The Line or something," Mm -hmm. and move it that way, then hopefully the industry will react to that in a positive Mm. way. Yeah,
1: like the idea of having industry spokespeople is like something that kind of waxes and wanes. Like for a while there was like Ken Levine, and you had like obviously Neil Druckmann for Naughty Dog, Cliffy B. Like there was a good. Few. There are th- th- most
2: of them have went away. Though. Like, there are don't get me wrong. There's some absolute assholes. Peter like, like, did no favors. Yeah, like or like John Romero right. when, it, when he just went <laughs> off, off the rails. Yeah. but they are. But they became public figureheads, yeah. and it's like those rock star sort of status. We need <laughs> we, rock star of the gaming. But bo- <laughs> we can't. We kind <laughs> of, I, I, that I, I was like genu- buried Romero. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> but, I, but, I g- but I genuinely but. think that we need more of that. We mm. need the sort of maybe some more outspoken, uh, outlandish figures mm. to draw eyes onto it and push it in like creative and interesting direction.
1: Yeah, considering how much sway. Like the thing is, Death Stranding, for as much as it's divisive, like the fact that that game got made is the best thing about it. Yeah. Even though I do think there's positive to the game itself, the fact that someone like Kojima was able to go to Sony and be like, "I'm gonna make yeah. a game about delivering packages and wandering yeah. around for ages," <laughs> like I love that. That's a thing. Yeah. Um. And like, yeah, if there was more, like, if that if that individual is bankable, it allows for a bigger diversity in genres and ideas. Which that was another point that I had yeah. is just that they the industry this generation fell back on so many bankable formulas yeah. to the point where you look at a trailer or a bit of gameplay footage and you know exactly how something's gonna control. You know exactly how it's going to play um, you know something like Assassin's Creed The Division like every cover shooter is nigh on identical yeah. loot systems the exact same loot system is prevalent across the board um, that stuff really started to, to like grind on me after a while where I was like I'm just kind of I just feel, like, put off by it. And so, like, I'd grav- grav- gravitate more towards indie stuff I and, think and one-offs.
3: more experimental, like, different out-there games definitely would be my mm. New Year's resolution for the gaming industry. Just please keep on doing the weird stuff. Yeah. Get Hideo Kojima to do everything. Like, even if it doesn't work, like, Death Stranding didn't work. Oh, don't work get him, him to do everything. No, not him, but you know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. like, Death Stranding didn't work for me. I wasn't a fan of the game, but sure. that it exists at all, I'm very thankful for, mm-hmm. and that it can continue to push people in different directions and go, okay, this is so weird and so strange to have as a AAA title. Or what else can we do with that sort of branding Mm -hmm. blockbuster sort of gaming stuff that we can do, I'm I'm just saying lots of do stuff <laughs> no, <but> things, like <laughs> please make. No, I know yeah. what you mean.
1: No, yeah, but there are things that we've talked about like yeah, like in the office and yeah. stuff in general. And I remember thinking that going through Death Stranding, I was like, I'm so glad this got made. Yeah. because um, it does stand out and it's like you like roll up the PS4's exclusive library and it it's like it is incredibly unique and original mm. and I I love that. Um yeah, I fell the hell off Death Stranding in the closing yeah. hours. It's an absolute tire fire, but it's great until then. <laughs>
3: that it is there to do that. And yeah, and that's and like the thing. I'd rather I'd rather watch a game absolutely fall on its ass and make a m- idiot of itself. Doing something exciting (laughs) and new, and that brings around a whole new revelation of the gaming industry than the same thing again and again. Mm -hmm. Another WWE, another FIFA, another this this, or the other. Give more Death Stranding. It's even it's
1: even weirder that like you have a bankable formula, you have a you know a, a very specific structure that you're going mm. for on an annual basis, and then you mess it up anyway because the the publishers crunch the the release dates. Yeah. on. Them. It's like at some point those formulas should be immaculate, and then you, that should free up the ability to do the other one-offs. Um, but I feel like a lot of like you know publishers go towards the most easily bankable stuff, mm. um, which is only t- for the most part to focus on the AAA stuff. Um, but you were mentioning Jules, that you were saying like someone needs to tidy up
2: the mobile market. Just that oh, it has got right. ridiculous. <laughs> Maybe this is just like a personal thing. I don't know if you guys play many mobile games?
3: Uh Just like Rarely. tappy ones, like real easy, not, nothing great. I play Stardew Valley on my phone sometimes. Stardew like, on a phone? Yeah.
2: Is it? Yeah. I've got my PS4 and my Xbox and I think my Switch as well. I don't know on a phone.
3: i I played on my, pho- I played on my phone. Yeah. Anyway.
2: D- j- just, but this is I the thing. Like, Call Duty. Like,
3: it's it's, it's a huge it. market.
2: Like, like yeah, the amount of money that it Temple makes. Run. is like, uh, is it hmm? 10 Bring ten, that again.
3: 10 <laughs> cents? Is that who? 10 the, cents a massive like, uh, Chinese conglomerate. They
2: they are like absolutely killing it and they do make like pretty good quality games. PUBG and Call of Duty was both them. Fantastic, but the problem is, is that there is an absolute wild west going on there in terms of like what people can get away with and what they're doing. Like the amount of like um, legally. dubious (laughs) dubious <laughs> copyright infringing uh, games that are out there is alarming. I love when
1: Flappy Bird came out and it was just sort of like, I don't
2: know, Wappy Bird or yeah, Flippy yeah. Bird or whatever. Yeah. It was like, okay, good. And it's just kind of like that sort of like is is everywhere uh-huh. and it's rife with horrible microtransactions, pay to win scenarios, paywalls, everything. Mm-hmm. It is the worst like extremism of like bad gaming mm. on that side. Oh yeah. And somebody needs to come in and basically just scoop out all the crap and start actually making sense of what's going on. Going
1: that on. stuff, it is interesting with that because I remember there was a, an old interview uh, with Colin Moriarty, who used to work for Kind of Funny, and uh, someone who was like a, a figurehead for organizing those storefronts. Mm. Um, and he was saying that, like, you know, you have an uh, infinite digital shelf space, so why not allow any any creative to put their thing on the shelf? And that's true. Um, but then you also get the knock on effect of, like, well, some people who just want to try nickel and dime people yeah. are just going to make stuff that yeah. is a microtransaction fest or yeah. whatever. And you end up with some of the worst examples of that stuff. Um, but I like the idea of an infinite shelf space place. Yeah. But yeah. I just think that, like you said, the mobile market is the worst example of it. The thing that annoys me is that um loads of bigger games, AAA stuff, the the main gaming industry takes influence from that and that's yeah. why you yeah. see so many like, microtransaction
2: storefronts. I thing. will I will always love Square Enix because mm. of, but back in the day SquareSoft, my boys, you know, Final Fantasy series <laughs> yeah. like Parasite Eve, they yeah. are they were the dons, but I will never forgive them for for Final Fantasy All the Bravest. It What's is that? Oh god, that's stupid science
3: scrolling. I've, I've, I've
2: of that from my mind. It quite possibly is the worst example I've ever seen of uh, mobile gaming in any form. Mm. You have no control over your party. You pay for a uh, randomised loot box stuff that will maybe unlock a character you want. Mm. You don't. Have, there's no gameplay. You literally just tap on the figure and mm. they do their attacks. That's it. Mm. <laughs> that you and they die and you have no control over what attacks they do. They just go, yep. Mm do 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 mm. do 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 that's it that's the all the game that, like, and, and i just sat, and i sat there and i was just like you you're destroying the brand why, why? <laughs> it's like the
1: square have had like a really they they do have a bunch of nefarious practices yeah. like yeah they have some legendary titles and i adore final fantasy 7 like with all my heart and everything but yeah they've got some bad stuff i mean even the 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 new final fantasy 7 remakes uh, figures got put online you have to buy them out of a blind box you only pay for one oh, of no. five And it's
2: like what are yeah. you doing this they they make silly mistakes. <clears throat> yeah. Like I like I love them but I just feel like there's some this, there's a disconnect again between what the public wants and what they think that we mm-hmm. they can get away with love it. and yep. it's like that whole practice of uh, do you remember the pre-order bonus system for Deus Ex what I was going to say it was like it was yeah. it was abysmal augment your pre-order and like <laughs> pre-order I more I, but this is great because <laughs> on paper you go this is great this actually like could allow people customising and they get more kind of like kickstarter three style things mm. but in practice the moment you put it into practice you're yeah. like oh this is just really cash grab yeah and it was really like, awesome. encourage your friends to pre-order the game yeah, just oh, like, oh, just yeah. yeah.
3: I think Kickstarter as like a a, a thing for New Year's resolutions is another good one, though, because I think that's a really good way for indie mm-hmm. games to get funded and for everyone to get things back from them. Yes. I think uh, more focus on maybe that side of the industry would be good, and more grassroots things coming up. Like,
1: yeah, well, I was going to say the only the, the, obviously the downside to the crowdfunding stuff is the people who take the money and run. Yeah. like with uh, I think Peter Molyneux. I think I'm pretty sure Twenty Two Cans, like was his development Goddess studio or? Goddess, was yeah. initially kickstarted or crowdfunded, mm-hmm. um, and it's like that's been the case for a handful of titles that have just I managed to get the money and then just not delivered.
2: Wasn't there an issue with Fig as well, which is um, the uh, one that uh, who's the guy? Tim Schaefer uh, mm-hmm. from uh, Subnautica. Yeah, Double ah. F- uh, he was using Fig, and it's somehow linked to some shady practices. I, and, Actually, well, I, yeah, the, the, this that's... is not me ac- accusing them. This is just what
1: I've heard. No, I don't no. Know. The, the thing with Schaefer is, is a wider thing, though. Is that usually with Kickstarters or crowdfunding, it happened with Shenmue, uh, Shenmu Three, that like you know a project gets big enough and a publisher goes, well, we'll fin- we'll finish that off, and it's like, and that the, that's a weird quandary if you've backed that game yeah. as you're part of the crowd that got it off the ground, and a publisher comes in and finishes the rest, like yeah. does the rest of the project and um, where does that leave you as a backer like in terms of the, the ethics of it
2: mighty number nine is the fans yeah. so, like I mean they literally had enough money to not only fund the game but then they just started using that money to fund other projects mm. and it's just like that's shady that's, yeah well, he, that's he, not like, what I've backed yeah, like, yeah. I don't mm-hmm. want to give you money to then go off and not like a personal mm-hmm.
1: jaunt. you know
3: what forget kickstarter then forget no 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 just no, in
2: no, no, no,
1: the positive definitely outweigh the my beloved shovel knight came from crowdfunding so that's fine also bloodstained did as well
2: I think there's okay can I just say how Good stained is.
3: <laughs> blood, blood yes! The st- fingers coming out. Oh, it is
2: out. I'm, it's locked.
3: <laughs> lo- like, it,
2: is, it is a fantastic game. If you like your Castlevania stuff, like this game is just so good. I, I played that um, just before I went on the Christmas break mm-hmm. because I was uh, doing it for a uh, boss list. Nice. And I was just like... Oh, how have I slept on this? <laughs> so, this is, this is brilliant. It's a, uh, yeah, I
1: mean, they were, they were totally, that's another thing with Kickstarter stuff is that it can fill the gaps that the AAA industry yeah. goes away from. We talked about diversity of genres, mm. but loads of Kickstarter projects have filled those gaps. Like Bloodstained is the, you know, 2D Castlevania that yeah. Konami won't do anymore. Yeah. Um, Dangerous Driving is the burnout sequel that um, Criterion aren't allowed to do yeah. right now. And so things like that, that, that can kind of help. But um, yeah, I think going forward, we're, we're yet to sort of get the perfect
2: version yeah. of crowdfunding. Like, Speaking yeah. of diversity, mm-hmm. just on that, like, I would just like to say. Uh, I would love to see the gaming industry keep moving towards diversifying uh, roles and heroes, protagonists. Mm, Like I'm loving the fact that um, uh, at this current state of gaming, we're seeing more and more representations of our actual societal Mm -hmm. uh, progression, Mm -hmm. and I think that that's. Great. Oh so yeah, great. My, my thing with that is other oh, like um,
1: not being afraid to tackle certain subject matters as yeah. well. Like I adore what Celeste brings to the industry. I adore that Hellblade was able to, both of those I games tackle. I can't wait for the so very good. specific ways.
3: Hellblade Two is going to be so. for yeah. it looks pretty though. sick. The, the first one was fantastic at going. Okay, this is a really specific niche, but also applicable to a wide range of things. Like it, yeah. it did it did the small and the big in, in perfect ways mm-hmm. with yeah. the mental health message. It was great.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that's just a handful of our sort of New Year's resolutions for the industry itself. But let us know what you would uh, pick and choose down in the comments below. For mm-hmm. now, though, Ivan Scott from A culture.com. this has been the Our Culture Gaming Podcast and Woo. I've been joined by Jules
3: Gill
2: thank you very much for having me
3: and Ash Millman thank you for having me also <laughs> we'll catch you next
2: time <laughs> bye bye the witch is bad don't bother
3: oh. oh why why do it <laughs>
0: Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hi, this is Bachelor Clues from Game of Roses, of course, Dine on delicious gourmet cuisine, enjoy more than 20 activities and make memories with your family. For more information, visit clubmed.us or call 1-800-CLUBMED or your travel advisor.